The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mesrowski. As Buffalo school students prepare to head back to the classroom tomorrow, the NFTA is rolling out new safety measures in the hope of avoiding fights and other problems. WBEN's Tom Puckett explains. NFTA Police Chief Brian Patterson calls it a homeward bound policy. It was done with the idea of making sure that kids get directly home while also ensuring that special need kids who have special need transportation their transportation needs are met. So it's a kind of a holistic approach. Patterson says students will have ID cards with new chips. What the student ID does is give a person, a stakeholder, the ability just by visually looking at the pass where that student should be in the system. The goal, says Patterson, is to have students be home within two hours of dismissal time. Patterson says there are variables taken into consideration like those with special needs and those who compete in athletics. You can hear more online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, uh, back to school week continues here on WBEN. We'll be speaking with Buffalo School Superintendent Tanja Williams coming up a little bit later on this morning talking about back to school Buffalo school students return tomorrow to class for the first time this year. The Erie County Sheriff's deputies recovering three cars stolen from a Mercedes-Benz of Buffalo dealership in Clarence over the weekend. Sheriff John Garcia said someone entered the dealership Sunday morning, one at a time, took a Bentley, a Mercedes-Benz, and a BMW, valued together at more than $500,000. And it's not the first time the dealership's been hit. The same incident occurred back in July where... uh in Austin Martin that was valued at um, 135000 in a Hellcat that is valued at 80000 And those vehicles have not been recovered. No arrests have been made, Garcia said. It appears to be the work of an organized criminal ring. Nearly 10 years ago, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration ordered Takata to initiate a nationwide airbag recall after deaths and injuries caused by airbags deploying explosively. To date, 67 million airbags have been recalled and millions more still have to be replaced. It's the largest auto recall in U.S. history and it forced Takata into bankruptcy. Now, the NHTSA pushing for another similar recall, nearly as large, involving 52 million airbag inflators made by ARC. This part is made by a company called ARC. They're based in Tennessee. And at least 12 different vehicle manufacturers and automakers have been identified that use this inflator. And we're talking about BMW, Ford, GM, Hyundai, Kia, Maserati, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Tesla, Toyota, and Volkswagen. This is all after an eight-year investigation, and it was all spurred by these reports initially of ruptures, essentially, but they were in these different vehicles, different makes and models, and they allegedly resulted in several injuries and even the death of a woman in Michigan. It's nearly every automaker involved here. That's Kana Whitworth reporting. Unbelievable. Uh, could be another huge recall. Well, in Pennsylvania, the manhunt continues for escaped convict Delano Cavalcante, who's been on the run for a week after breaking out of prison, where he was serving a life sentence for murdering his ex-girlfriend. Now prison officials detailing how he escaped by crab walking up prison walls, 
pushing his way through razor wire. Prison officials in Chester County, Pennsylvania, saying they had just added razor wire on the roof after another inmate escaped in almost the same way less than four months ago. Nearly an hour after he scaled the walls, prison officials say they conducted a special count and then sounded the public escape alarm and notified 911 about 16 minutes after they realized he was missing. Wow, M. Wynn uh, there with the reports on how that escaped happened. Pushing yourself through it. And when you hear crab walk up right. a wall, that just uh, sounds a little creepy, honestly. It sounds like it came out of a movie, yeah. too. A new setback in the case against five men accused of orchestrating the September 11th attacks nearly 22 years ago. Some of the conditions of their potential plea deal have now been rejected. Military prosecutors had offered the men held at Guantanamo Bay, including alleged 9-11 mastermind Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, a deal that would have spared them solitary confinement and provided medical treatment for alleged abuse while in CIA custody. But Biden saying no. A spokesperson saying the president does not believe that the agreement would be appropriate in these circumstances. The terms of the agreement called for the detainees to plead guilty in exchange for being spared the death penalty. Nearly 3,000 people died in the attacks, the single worst assault on the U.S. since Pearl Harbor. Before Biden rejected the terms, families of 9-11 victims expressed outrage over the possible plea deal. Now many welcoming Biden's decision. A man who lost his father on 9-11 saying, We look forward to the day that we can praise our government for finally giving us justice and holding all parties involved in the attacks accountable. That's Andrew Dimbert. Monday will mark the 22nd anniversary of the attacks. It's 5.07. The NFL season kicks off tonight in Kansas City and the Bills getting ready to face the Jets in their season opener Monday night. Head coach Sean McDermott talking about their opponent yesterday. Yeah, you know, the, they've got a talented roster, good coaching staff, and I think their general manager, Joe Douglas, has done a nice job of putting the, putting the roster together and then adding Aaron this year. And then you already mentioned their defensive line is is outstanding, and that'll be a big challenge for us. Jets will be a, a big-time opponent this upcoming Monday. And Bill's fans are gearing up for the upcoming season, literally, WBEN's Brayton Wilson has more. To get ready for the upcoming 2023 season of Bills football, members of Bills Mafia have been flocking to local retailers in western New York for the newest and most popular Bills gear. Whether it be apparel, clothing, or merchandise, retailers can sense that excitement running rampant among fans entering their stores. For the last month and a half, we have people coming in asking every single day, basically trying to get items. So this is probably, at least since we've been in business, the most exciting season to date, at least leading up to it. That's Kai Miko. Logic, owner of Queen City Vintage on Hurdle Avenue in North Buffalo. That excitement has also been percolating for months to the south at One Bills Drive in Orchard Park as Jason Klein from the Bills store says the energy from Bills Mafia is higher than ever. It's actually been phenomenal all summer. I mean, really, we don't have as much of a lull as we have anymore. And people are traveling, I mean, honestly, from all over the world and they come and see the Bills store. And, you know, whether they're in Buffalo for Niagara Falls or visiting or coming through Canada or whatever it may be, we're pretty much a destination for a lot of Bills fans. Meanwhile, the totally Buffalo Buffalo store and its three locations have a wide variety of Bills-related items for sale, including many pieces from local artisans across western New York. Co-owner Mary Friona Salani is constantly amazed at what comes through her door from craftsmen and women throughout the region. So what has been a hot commodity in the weeks leading up to kickoff this season? Right now, with the weather still being so nice, folks want stuff for their outside, the metal signs, door signs, our lawn signs, but also just getting ready to host parties. So we have glassware 
silverware and dishes and all kinds of things for your house, home decor, great gift ideas. A lot of folks, believe it or not, are already starting to shop for Christmas. We just got an order for these incredible Bill's Christmas sweaters. So we just have a lot of really neat stuff that you really can't find anywhere else. More on the popularity of Bill's gears ahead of the 2023 season of football is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right, we'll be speaking, uh, going to one of the vintage stores later on this morning with a look at you know what people are into. I, and it's a little bit of everything, right? Uh, everywhere you go, you see Bill's stuff. Yes. And it's kind of crazy. Now, I was in Pittsburgh a few weeks ago, and I was kind of expecting the same. I walked into a grocery store there, and I was. it struck me that there was like kind of nothing. Really? You know, they had some terrible towels like hanging from a cutlet that you could yeah. buy. But other than that, really not a lot. Here, you are like bombarded, hit over the head with it. And I'm not yeah. saying that in a bad way, but no. it's just in your fit, red, white, and blue. No matter what store you walk into, it's just a little it's bit different. So here in prominent. Buffalo. And, you know, you, you look at everything because, I don't know, you're gearing up for the season, I, right? Yeah, I fall into the same trap yeah. every single year. Yet uh, you still want something <laughs> unique. And that's maybe where the vintage store comes into play. Yeah, I can't wait to talk with him because I do like some of the older stuff, uh, whether it's an older player jersey, you know, someone you might have grown up watching, or just the older old apparel. t-shirt or something. Yeah, I don't know. They seem cooler to me. I like they're more unique. They've got like these big graphics, and everything now is a little understated. That's like the new style. It's you right. know very simple and. It all kind of blends in together. The old stuff, I mean, you go. It was so loud, right? Yeah, it's kind of wild. And that kind of fits in with the tailgate scene here, I think. Yeah, and it's only a few more days. I can't believe tonight is the start. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Um, You know, already starting to, and we got to wait all the way to Monday. Exact opposite of what happened last season. Last season, this was us. Right. You know, opening up the year, you had it ready to go. Now you got to wait. For week two, it'll be like, boom, it's right here. That's the as nice soon part. As we finish, Short wait. That yeah. was like the bad part of last year. Long wait until I think it was Monday night. You had to wait from Thursday to the next Monday night. That's for a long the Bills time. Game. Now Monday, it's going to feel pretty quick. Your exclusive WBEN seven weather forecast: some scattered showers and thunderstorms this morning. We'll catch a little break, and then another round of showers and storms later this afternoon. Highs today near eighty. Few showers overnight, with overnight lows in the low sixties. A couple of showers Friday morning, clearing in the afternoon. Temperatures in the low 70s. We hold in the 70s through the weekend. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Buffalo Public School Superintendent Tanja Williams, we're talking about the return to school. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Tomorrow, you're welcoming back students for the first day. Uh, what does this week look like for you and your staff? Well, I want to say, first of all, thank you for having me on. It's going to be an exciting day tomorrow. Uh, We're so excited about all of our students. Our teachers actually began Tuesday preparing. Their classrooms look amazing. We're just really excited. So tomorrow there will be a team of us. We're going to get to as many schools as we can to greet the teachers, the principals, the students, and any parents that might be there. So when students come tomorrow, we have more schools that have our metal detectors. Um, and that's really about safety. It's really about safety. And in the schools that we rolled it out in prior to the end of the year, it really went really well. So we don't want anybody to feel nervous about it or anxious. It's just like when you go to a Buffalo Bills game or through the airport. It's quick. You just walk through. And it's all about safety. 
Um, all of our classes will be filled with teachers. We're really excited because nationally there's a teacher shortage, and certainly in New York State. But thankfully, Buffalo Public Schools, most all of our classrooms will have teachers in their classrooms who are certified, licensed, and ready to teach. And as you know, <clears throat> Brian, there's been a lot of attention about the three-tier bell schedule. So parents have received the pickup times for their children. Um, you know, it will be three different start times depending on the school that students go to. But what we believe will happen is that there will be less time riding the bus, um, the buses will be safer. We've hired additional aides. First student has brought in extra drivers. So we're feeling prepared. We're feeling very prepared. All right. Dr. Williams, three-tier bell schedule is rolling out for the first time. Is, do you think there will be a learning curve when it comes to families knowing about the new start time starting tomorrow? Absolutely. Absolutely, there will be. Even in a year where nothing had changed, um, there's always, you know, a little wrinkle here and there when it comes to busing and transportation. You know, we're busing more than 29,000 children throughout the city of Buffalo. So certainly there will be some wrinkles. We're asking parents to please be patient with it. We're going to do our very best. You know, we've been working closely with the transportation department to do everything that we can to make sure that the children are picked up at the times that they received and dropped off at the times that their bus routes indicate they'll be dropped off. But it, certainly there will be some hiccups. Is this, do you think, the permanent solution to this bus driver shortage? It's been a problem all across the country, all across western New York, and certainly pronounced in the city of Buffalo, especially over the last year. Do you see that uh, fixing itself in any way? Do you see more bus drivers in the future, or is this three-bell system the way to go here to stay? I think it's here to stay. Um, you know, the bus driver shortage has been for a few years now. And, um, you know, we're going to keep working with First Student to do everything that we can to entice and, and recruit uh, bus drivers. But, you know, I would say that if this rolls out the way that we believe that it will, you know, it's going to be a win-win. And I think that it will be um, an operation that's here for some years. Yeah. On the weapons detection systems that you mentioned before, how close are you to being 100% in every school? Mid-October. By mid-October, we still have a few elementary schools that we're rolling it out in. Um, everyone has been trained. The principals have been trained. Our security officers went through training. Uh, I just went to <clears throat> an in-service um, out at Highmark Stadium this week, and, you know, I had to go through one, and it was it was really quick. You know, it was seamless. Uh, so by mid-October, we're expecting that 100% of our schools will have them. Okay, so that's coming into the future. There's also been this increased focus on bullying prevention and kind of a recognizing some of these problems sooner rather than later. How is the district working to do that? What are they doing differently this year? Well, we've done quite a bit um, over the summer in training all of our building leaders so that they're working with staff. They worked with staff this week to let staff know, you know, if you see something, you must say something. Bullying is uncomfortable even for adults. Believe it or not, it's uncomfortable when they see it. And, 
you know, we don't want any longer where, you know, the teachers or teacher aides or assistants are telling children don't tattle. Yes, tattle. Tell, say something if you see something. We have signage now throughout our school buildings. Um, it's a part of our code of conduct. You know, we're going to be working with parents a lot this year, too, so that when parents notice changes in their children, they're notifying the schools and we can react swiftly. That's the thing. You know, it's about the training and, um, you know, demystifying and, and helping all children to feel safe in sharing that something is happening. And then when they do share, we want our staff to be prepared to intervene. All of our schools have licensed school counselors and psychologists and social workers. And usually that's the team that would be the initial um, tier that would, you know, be told if something like that is happening. But in today's time, you know, it's no longer just bullying on the playground. As you know, I mean, you know, cyberbullying can be extremely harmful and it's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You know, you, you can't get away from it almost. And so, we want to do everything we can to mitigate anything like that from happening to any of our children. So it's everybody. It's going to take everybody to be diligent and vigilant. And, you know, if they see something, say something. And, you know, we've put some measures in place for at a tier one level, what do you do? At a tier two level and at a tier three level, what do you do? And for the first time since the pandemic, really, after school programming is back on this year. How big a deal is that? That's a big deal. That's a really big deal because what we know is that, you know, after the pandemic, I think children across our nation suffered some learning loss. There was, you know, isolation. Everyone had to learn and teach differently, almost on a pivot, almost immediately. And so there was certainly some learning loss that, you know, our children experienced. And so we are super excited that we will have a robust extended learning time program. It's going to start earlier in the year, and no longer will it be only for the children whose parents can pick them up or who walk to school, but all of our children who are bused will also have the opportunity to stay. So I'm super excited about that. We're talking with Buffalo Public Schools Superintendent Tanja Williams on WBEN Live on the eve of the first day of school for many kids in the city of Buffalo. Uh, you mentioned before uh, about after-school programs uh, really back robustly for the first time since uh, the COVID shutdown. And I want to look at another issue that resulted from that we've been reading this week a lot about absenteeism and how it has exploded post-COVID in schools across the country, across the state. And I want to know if that's a problem in the city of Buffalo. And if it is, what's being done to address uh, kids who are maybe more absent from class than they ever have been in the past? Yeah, unfortunately, Buffalo Public Schools certainly struggles with that also. Um, and so we've hired more attendance teachers, but attendance is really one of those things that's everyone's issue. You know, our schools have some have full time attendance teachers and some have part time attendance teachers. But, you know, the belief is that when children have a relationship with someone in the building, it doesn't have to be the attendance teacher. If they know that they matter and someone is looking for them and someone misses them, they're more likely to want to come to school. But parents. If there are parents that are listening, I plead to our parents to please, you know, make sure that their children are coming to school every day. 
actually the issues that we see most with attendance are happening, believe it or not, at kindergarten and then at 12th grade, kind of at the bookends, when children enter school and as they're leaving. The seniors I get, you know, seniors have had senioritis since I was a senior, and that was a long time ago. But our little ones, you know, when there are attendance issues, sometimes it's not the children that get themselves up, get themselves dressed to a bus stop and all of that. We need our parents to make sure that their children are coming to school every single day, ready to learn, and then we'll take it from there. Dr. Williams, thank you for joining us. I hope you'll join us again soon. Absolutely. It would be my pleasure. All right. Dr. Tanja Williams, Buffalo School Superintendent, first day of school tomorrow morning. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.